Welcome back, Coyotes fans, to another episode of the Chirpin' Yotes podcast. Join me as always, Steadhead Grandy, our resident writer, Haynes, and a very, very special guest, Coyotes team writer, reporter, excuse me, uh, Patrick Brown. Uh, boys, how are we doing? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Excited for a yeah. camp to start up this week. Looking forward to getting in some actual hockey with the disappointment of the NFL for our teams this weekend. Haynes, how about you, man? Doing well. I'm happy to have, you know, football back in the full swing of things. It's great to have, you know, Saturdays look forward to doing things. And, you know, I'm about to switch jobs here. So I'm looking for still a full-time job, applying to some places. But I'm about to start another job and all that, which I'm a little excited about. New change of pace, new little hopefully better, uh, less toxic work work environment. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy for everything come back and just looking forward to hockey season, Pat. What about you? It's good to have you back, my friend, on the on the voice call here with me. Yeah, doing great. It, it's I can't believe this is the first time that I've actually been on this pod. I think we tried to make it happen a couple of times, and you know, life gets a little bit crazy with the family. So appreciate you boys having me on, and I'm really excited to talk a little hockey today. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for coming on. Definitely glad uh, we got this worked out. So you want to go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit what got you into hockey writing and your kind of your story up to the team yeah for sure so um you know it, it's <laughs> i guess it's been kind of a long road um but uh i did major in journalism so always had a passion for it interned with the mariners back in the late 2000s we're talking it was more like mid 2000s i suppose the ichiro glory years with oh let's call it uh throw out some names willie bloomquist jj puts um kenji jojima those years uh so that was kind of my first taste of sports writing and uh, fell in love. I mean, I loved sports writing at the college level. I went to Iowa State, was fortunate enough to be in a Big 12 school. And even though back then, Iowa State was nothing to write home about, uh, you know, it, with Independence Bowl victories and things of that nature, getting bounced in the second round of the NCAA tournament. But it was something. It was a lot of fun to, to go to those other college towns, cover Texas, Oklahoma, you know, all those schools. And um, never wanted to let it go. So, um, fast forward to a few years back where there was an opportunity at the hockey writers where Haynes is presently and things just kind of snowballed. Um, and hockey's always been my favorite sport. Uh, so watched it my entire life and, um, opportunity came up with the coyotes just this past off season. And, uh, somehow I fooled them into hiring me, which is great. So, um, I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to come on here and talk some hockey. And that's my story. Nothing fancy, nothing crazy. Just uh, a little bit of hard work and a lot of luck. And do you have any uh, stories so far with your brief adventure with the Coyotes? Besides, I guess yeah. we're going to talk about the draft later, but anything besides that? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's been pretty vanilla. You know, to your point, I, I just started with, um, I just started with the club. My, the draft in July was my, uh, my first assignment and obviously it's been the off season. So there hasn't been a whole lot going on. I'm looking forward to having some live hockey here to cover, uh, later this week, actually into this weekend with the rookie faceoff tournament out in San Jose. Um, a uh, little, little spoiler alert, uh, going to actually be doing a little color commentary with heater on the, uh, on the stream that they're doing. So I'm still waiting for final details on what that stream is going to look like, but I can't believe that, uh, that's happening either so um, all in all it's just been kind of crazy and I'm incredibly incredibly lucky uh, the organization is 
just fantastic to work for. Nothing but good things to say early on. And um, I just feel really lucky to to be part of it all and to be getting to know the players and the coaches and, and Bill and, um, you know, everybody in the front office. It's just been, it's been an incredible experience. And um, I sit here, honestly, still sometimes hard to believe that I'm even saying that. <laughs> Sure, I definitely, yeah, I'd be starstruck meeting just you know the players and the staff and being in all those boardrooms. I, I don't know, I I definitely understand that. But before we get into the meat of it, gotta make sure we get our ad revenue in there. This episode, of course, is brought to you by the great friends over there at Rogue Energy. They've got all kinds of flavors, um, all kinds of mixers. They have milkshakes. They have anything for your energy needs, especially for pre-workouts. Uh, the grapesicle is obviously my favorite, as it always is. Tastes just like a like a grape otter pop. So. Give those guys a follow and on Twitter and using our promo code Yotes, Y-O-T-E-S, you can save 10% at checkout. So as mentioned before, you said Rookie Camp is coming up. I believe it's the, what is the 16th through the 19th in San Jose. Um, what are you guys looking forward to seeing most shine at this rookie tournament? Anybody can take the floor on this one. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing some of the prospects we drafted in this last uh in this last draft, was uh, reading an article earlier this morning about our German prospect Lutz that has really excited to see him. Um, article written actually by our Patrick Brown here. But uh, yeah, just looking forward to seeing all this new talent we got on the ice and playing for us. Just looking forward to hockey being back and getting that much closer to real game action. So, uh, but yeah, Haynes, how about you? Yeah, you know, I'm just, it's it's going to be good to see this rookie camp run around. There's a lot of big name guys who, you know, who are coming into this rookie camp with a lot to prove. You know, uh, Liam Kurt, for example, hasn't played a full season uh, since 2018, 2019. He played a couple games last year, honestly, was injured uh, a couple games in the season, was done for the year. So, um, you know, he's got uh, a lot coming in for him this training camp. I know Pat wrote cool about it, and, you know, he's he's excited. He's coming in. You know, he's got a lot to prove to people. He wants to, uh, you know, he wants to come in and show that he's able to make an impact on the NHL roster, and it's going to be fun to see him come in and do that. And, you know, there's a lot of guys that are going to be competing for spots this year. The Coyotes are going to get uh, younger this season. There's going to be a lot of guys from the AHL probably going to be getting more shots to play this year, uh, and the Coyotes are going to roll with what they got. And so, Rookie camp's going to be a big spot for these guys to really kind of take that next step, put their name out there, and get noticed by the team. Man, you would think that we pre-planned this, but to anybody listening, I swear we didn't. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, thanks for thanks for the Lutz uh, article drop. I uh, appreciate that. Go check that out at ArizonaCoyotes.com. And then I've got another one dropping on Kirk tomorrow, actually. Um, it'll, it should be up first thing in the morning, Arizona time. Um, and it's, it's to that point, uh, what you guys have been saying, really looking forward to going there and seeing what the boys can do, what the kids can do. Um, there's a lot of players there who are there on tryouts. That's always an interesting wild card because, uh, you never know quite what you're going to get. And when they're out on a tryout, you know, they're, they're going to be going all out. So that'll be good to see. And then you've got some of the returning suspects like Dylan Gunther, always fun to watch Gunther. He was he was fun to watch in the NHL preseason last year for crying out loud. So seeing him out there um is is going to be fun. And then you've got guys like Jack McBain, Nate Smith who already made their NHL debut. They both played 10 games apiece last season and they're going to be out there leading the way. Um so 
there's there's so much to look forward to. I didn't even talk about uh, you know guys like Connor Geeky and and things like that. Um, there's so much to look forward to. Really, just gonna see what the kids have to have to do and and how they come out. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm definitely excited to have hockey, as you boys said. I mean, at this point, I'll watch you know stray cats play hockey if that's what I get. So <laughs> looking forward to that for sure. Um, yeah, Liam Kirk, I got a soft spot. I definitely uh, he's definitely one of my favorites. I look forward to hopefully he plays. A lot in Tucson. I'm going to see a couple of games, and I just moved back to yeah. Arizona. So definitely go check them out down there for sure. Hopefully for get sure. an autograph. Um, yeah, and and really quick. Sorry to to cut no, you good. off, but uh, it was really. I I actually put this in my article that's dropping tomorrow, but I don't feel like it doesn't always translate well in text. Uh, when I straight up today asked him, you know, when you look back on this upcoming season, what in your mind makes it a success. And he smiled, he chuckled. He said, I want to play all 72 games. (laughs) Um, And so that says a lot of things to me, right? Number one, notice he said 72. He knows he's going to be in the AHL. He's not putting any false hope. A lot of times this time of year, you hear players say, my goal is to make the team when they know they don't have a shot. He knows what he has to do this year. It is a huge year for him. It would have been a huge year for him last year. He already had three points in eight games before he tore his ACL. Um, But on top of all that, guys, he's a good guy. He's just a good kid. He's got his head on right. Um, It was a freak injury. Um, Oddly enough, it was a weird coincidence. Craig Morgan actually wrote about Liam yesterday, um, and he put a clip in um, of how he got hurt and he just caught a rut. It was just a freak injury, and you, you can't help but feel for him. Um, he's been working hard to get back, and keep your eye on him for sure because British sensation Liam Kirk, he's, he's been so much fun to watch um, and uh, really, really hoping he can get through this season healthy uh, and we see some good things out of him. So sorry to jump in and, and interject no, no. there, but um, wanted to convey some things about him since multiple people here brought him up that – I didn't feel like I could fully get kind of in the article tomorrow. So it'll be fun to watch him too. It's I'm excited. Um, like I said, I mean, obviously Gunther's exciting to watch, but Kirk just got a little soft spot, especially because he's, you know, from a super small market. I mean, I think he's like what the first British born, if I have that remembering that right. So yeah, I'm Correct. just looking forward to seeing him do his thing, man. Hope he makes the team one day, be a coyote, a different level to get that Jersey too, especially when the Adidas sale happens, cough, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was tough. He signed his ELC in July, and then he got hurt eight games into the Tucson season. So, you know, it was a three-year deal, fortunately. So he's still got two left, but um, big year for him, for sure. Big year for him. Uh, we'll keep our eye on him during this uh, face-off tourney and then turn around and see how training camp goes and go from there. And one thing I'd like to add with Kirk, too, what I've really loved about watching him and his development so far is no matter the odds, no matter what's against him, it seems like he succeeds. He beats his expectations. I remember before he signed his ELC, it was sounding a little like a little rough towards it. And then he has a monster year in his uh, overseas and left us no choice but to sign him. Everywhere he's gone, he's just succeeded and done really well and beat what's been expected of him. I have I do have really high hopes for him. I think he'll I think he'll be 
a key piece of our middle six going forward that I'm really excited to see as well. And he's faced a lot of adversity. I mean, again, referencing Craig's article that dropped yesterday, um, uh, he, he was, if I read it right, he was bagging groceries during COVID because the leagues were shut down and he didn't have a contract. And, you know, rather than sulk, though, he, he picked himself up and he got active and he earned that contract. And then he signs the contract and then he gets hurt. Rather than sulk, he picked himself up. He rehabbed. He had... He had a really good rookie development camp. People forget that he was already on the ice at dev camp uh, in mid-July. Uh, and he looked good then, and he's only gotten you know better, more healthy. So um, he's faced a lot of adversity, and he has answered the bell early on. So it is just – it's really hard not to cheer for him. It's just really hard not to cheer for him. He's kind of like the Coyotes in a way. We keep getting something happening. We keep you know not shulking and keep on trucking. It's like he is the story of the Coyotes in itself as well. So we do have the rookie tournament as well, and that's the same time, right? Same thing. Yeah. Rookie. So you know they kind of run together, right? It's because the player, the, the rookies for for camp, they're reporting um, on Wednesday, and then I mean we board the flight and head to San Jose on on Thursday for the games that start on Friday. So they really run hand in hand. Um, a lot of the stuff that. As I understand it, this will be my first rookie camp <laughs> as well. Um, but as I understand it, you know, a, a lot of the things they're going to they're gonna be learning over the next couple of days, um, how to go about their business. They do the kind of the same things at dev camp, but not everybody who was here was at dev camp. And you look at all the names on the roster, uh, this tournament roster who are on tryouts. It is so big for them um, to be able to come in and, and get this experience and understand what it means to try to break into professional hockey and what it takes, they don't necessarily get that kind of look at dev camp, um, depending on who the individual is. So um, they, they really do kind of run hand in hand. Um, I think to your point as well, we kind of went off and started talking about the tournament because we're all excited to see hockey games. <laughs> um, but they, they really do kind of run hand in hand. And then obviously um, a bunch of those same people participating will jump right into training camp as well. One thing I remember from uh, last year was our we had the tryout Anson Thornton for the rookie mm-hmm. tournament, and mm-hmm. he did really well and got a got a contract out of it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember yeah. if Vemelka played in the rookie tournament or if that was just preseason. But I also know his strong performances from right out the gate kind of led him into getting that second job when nobody was really expecting it. So uh, something I'm looking forward to. That's for sure. You know, there was a, there was a certain podcast back in the day called Howlers and Growlers that (laughs) predicted, predicted veggie would be the starting goalie for uh for the coyotes when nobody else even knew how to pronounce his name so um haynes i'm still patting ourselves on the back for that one <laughs> as you should that was, was those were good old days we did we did call that we did talk about it we did talk about anson uh anson thornton mm-hmm. at the time too and all that and we and we talked a lot about who we thought was going to make the team out of training camp and wow Boy, if we can look back on that today, boy, we should have bet some money on Veggie making it as a starter out of training camp because we, we'd be rolling some good money right now. Um, 
But no, I mean, it, it really is. Training camp's the most interesting time of the season for any teams because uh, you, you never know who's going to make it. I mean, obviously, there's those set guys. Obviously, like, Sidney Crosby's not fine for a roster spot. You know, Clayton Keller's not fine for a roster spot. But, you know, guys like Boko Mama are fine for roster spots. Michael Carcone is fine for roster spots. Liam Kirk is fine for a roster spot. Spot. A lot of defensemen on the team right now are fighting for roster spots with the abundance of defensemen, 11 that we have yep. signed currently. So it, it really is a fun time of the year at training camp because you really do get to see who's been really putting in that extra work during the offseason to, you know, really get their name across and get those coaches and those anybody on the team and the organization to recognize them because that, that's how you make it. I mean, you don't just go in and as a rookie and say, well, you know, you, you picked me in, you know, the second round. I automatically should make it. You, you got to work for it. If you're not – a veteran, you're not even first overall pick. Got to work for roster spots and all that. So, um, yeah, it's it's a fun time of the year. We'll have to maybe make a bet this year, Pat, on maybe seeing <laughs> if we can predict another uh, perfect roster spot for the team and all that. But uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see who comes in ready to play out these rookies and all that. And uh, I'm excited for this rookie faceoff tournament start and all that. To see who who takes step up and who who has a big rookie tournament here. It's such a good call out to with this team because you know to your point Haynes you've got there are teams out there you basically know what their roster is going to be like there may be a a couple players fighting for those last couple of spots but um not not to say and I don't mean to imply that the Coyotes are wide wide open because they're not and and most you know you know most of who you're getting but at the same time these are the types of, of opportunities that those unknown players could have to answer yeah. the proverbial bell, step up and potentially earn themselves a spot. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's always interesting to see how it plays out. Um, you always kind of like to cheer for the underdog. Again, the players themselves, they're pretty realistic about it. Liam Kirk, Camdenine, other players that I've talked to that are going to be participating in camp, but they understand. And Kirk, obviously, he's he's really got to go to the AHL and, and develop a little bit more. He only got eight games. Um, with the Roadrunners last year. So he's just not there yet. And he knows it. And he's ready to work hard and hopefully earn that spot. Maybe get a cup of coffee at the end of the year. Depends on what the team's going to do, what the Roadrunners are doing, because if they're in a playoff hunt, I'm sure he'd he'd stay there. But it just goes to show and goes to illustrate the point that you never know what's going to happen. It's a lot of fun to watch if you're paying attention. Um, It's something early on when I was a fan of hockey, I, I didn't pay attention to these things. Um, and then I'd say the last 15, 20 years, just learning more about training camp, what goes on, um, rookie dev camps, rookie tournaments, things like that. You can learn so much about these players, these recent draft picks, if they're not in college, of course, um, and even some of these uh, kids who've been around for a little bit. Um, it's a lot of fun to watch, so uh, looking forward to, to seeing that. I'm excited, yeah, too. That is, oh, go ahead. That is my biggest – oh, sorry, it – that that is my biggest bummer is that with the NCAA rules we don't get to see Cooley and Doan at these, but even still these are going to be these are going to be exciting games to watch. I can't I am really looking forward to these this weekend. It's exactly what exactly what we all need right now. I think just some more hockey, watching the young guys play and play hungrily. So. And you know what? I don't mean to drive us off track here, but you're talking about Cooley. You're talking about Donor. We got Minnesota versus ASU at Mullet Arena, the finest named arena in all of sports. And I'm saying that in full sincerity, by the way. That is not sarcasm. Um, 
November, I think it's the weekend, 25th, 26th, 26th. something like that. Um, I will not be, well, I guess I can't say that 100%, but I do not believe I'll be on those very long road trips early on this season. And that, of course, is one of them the weekend after Thanksgiving. I believe uh, the Coyotes are in Detroit um, that weekend. Uh, So I will instead, most assuredly, be making my way to Mullet Arena um to watch that matchup because maybe we don't get to see them in development camp but holy cow is that going to be fun to watch um they've already been talking about it and and both of them told me at different times during dem camp and everything else oh that's circled that weekend is circled so that's going to be fun <laughs> that's I plan awesome on going that's with awesome uh, here be going out there with a uh, mac he was at our guest last week uh, my cousin and Chase and the guy on the podcast. He's not here tonight. He has uh, father duties. Um, but so we'll be there. We can all meet up or something. We'll be there too. That's circled for sure. Love it. I'm make it happen. Fortunately, I won't be there. I live in, but I live in Minnesota, so I live close to oh. the Golden Gophers, and I'll be going. To, I'll probably be going to more Golden Gophers this games this year than Wild games. So, looking forward to that. We got a room you can stay in, Grandy. Come on down. <laughs> Come on down. There's beer in the fridge. I'll be right over. Right. You're more than welcome, <laughs> sir. You're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. Oh, man. Uh, what a good time. Yeah, we what all did... know. We all know if I wasn't starting the new job, I'd be down there in a heartbeat oh, for that. I know. But. Make sure you get plenty of balls Canadian. Can't really take a, can't take that time off now. No, but you'll have better hours. That's for sure. That'll be nice. Oh, ain't that the truth? You won't be a zombie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Speaking of, yeah, uh, you're gonna tell the uh, story about you with the draft and how that was. You got to go to Montreal with the team and all that. I mean, that that just sounds absolutely amazing. That would be my just dream. So, how was that? Yeah, you said it. I mean, you know, it was was incredible. It was amazing. Um, First of all, Montreal as a city is gorgeous, and it sure was amazing in uh, mid-July to get out of this Arizona heat and get up to Montreal where it was, you know, 70s, 80s, just a beautiful time of year there. And um, people were great. Food is great. Had had, uh, Tim Hortons at breakfast and poutine for lunch and, you know, just, just really good stuff. So... Uh, and that wasn't even the main event. Um, going to the Bell Center and just seeing the pomp and circumstance of of the NHL draft and getting to hear Gary Bettman get booed live <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, and seeing all these national writers and, and some old friends and um, just what goes into the planning of an NHL draft, um, both as an event and an individual team is is incredible and you know it was unpredictable um i think this draft was incredibly interesting because uh some of these kids were very late bloomers because of covid uh the scouting wasn't there because the play wasn't there and you know shane wright obviously led wire to wire and um it was it was a pretty big shock when montreal didn't take him um to everybody a very mixed reaction in that crowd um, but then, you know, you fast forward two spots and uh, seeing Bill up there calling Logan Cooley's name was cool. And then um, 
and then seeing Connor Geeky get called and, and being part of this this post pick uh, press, if you will, uh, getting to talk to these kids right after you, you can still see it in their eyes. They're they're so green. They're so new. They're so much in awe of everything that's taking place. And it's just hockey in its purest form. It is so nice and, and really cool to see. Um, and then Mav gets picked, you know, number 29. And yes, yes, we all know about his parents and what they did and that they celebrated. And, and, uh, <laughs> but um, but uh, he, you know, you, you watch the tape of him and he's just a bruiser and he is a force on the ice. And then you turn around and, and he's doing nothing but smiling. He's, you wouldn't imagine that he plays the way that he plays when his smile lights up a room and, He's probably still smiling from the draft. Um, he signed his ELC. Uh, was there to was there to uh, talk to him afterwards, and still just always smiling and seeing how these kids handle themselves um, is something else. Um, and then all the events that they do beforehand. Um, I went to an event. Uh, I can't remember if it was a, the day or two days before the draft. I think it was the day before um, when they were out at this kids camp at Montreal, and it was like the top five. Uh, five or six expected uh, picks, and both Cooley and Geeky were there. Um, and uh, it was just, it was really, really cool to see what goes into it. Um, it was cool to be a part of it and cool to be able to report on it. It's actually still my pinned tweet uh, from two months ago because I just, it you know, it was a lot of fun. And I was lucky to be there. Um, really, really grateful for the opportunity that I had to be able to be there and cover it. And, start to get to know these kids already, the, the future of the organization, because that's what you're looking at. You know, this isn't a team that's that's playing moderately well and they're hovering, they're getting a 15, 16 overall pick, and you kind of see, but you know who you've got. What's happening right now is the future of this organization, and it is exciting to be a part of. How can you not be excited about it? We know the losses piled up last year. We know what a rebuild entails and what it's going to look like again this year. And it won't be pretty again probably for a couple of years. But that's part of the process. And any fan of any team that's gone through this understands it. Look at Colorado. Look at Tampa Bay. You know, you look at the Red Wings, who with, you know, Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sider, Calder Trophy winner, and what they went through to where they are probably going to be this year, which is a fringe playoff team, and then start building it from there. It's exciting to be a part of it. Is it tough to see everybody lose? Yeah, but then when you are around these kids at the draft and you've got three first-rounders, look, not all the draft picks click. We get it. It, it. It's a tough league, and it's tough to be a professional hockey player. It's tough to play in the NHL. But when you've got three picks in the first round, you are almost assuredly looking at at least one face that's going to be there when you guys are making your playoff runs. And how can you not be excited about that? Sorry, I kind of went on a long run there, but uh, you got me going. What can I say? No, no I absolutely exactly. loved it. Mm-hmm. Say what I'm saying. I was going to ask on Maverick. Sorry, Tyler. I was going to ask on Maverick if he had stopped smiling because every interview I've ever <laughs> seen with him, and he's had that big grin. And you look at him with that, and you can't help but smile yourself. It's something you got to remember with these guys, because I know he's been a pretty divisive pick, but it's, he's a kid, man. 
He's a kid. He's, he's having, a kid. He's enjoying the best time of his life. Yeah, and he handles it all perfectly. We were at the the pre Dev Camp presser at the Ice Den in Scottsdale, where they had um, they had Cooley, Mav, and Connor there. A uh, couple of funny stories from that. The first of which is um, a local reporter uh, here, Julia Lopez. She's awesome. Uh, she asked Mav about his parents. And, uh, you know, you forget how how young these kids are, but he laughed and he's like, I love it. He goes, my parents love each other. What's not to love about that? And it was just it was so great. Um, and then another funny story from that really quickly. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but man, uh, so Geeky was on the assault bike test right before that presser. Like, we're, I'm talking oh, yeah. minutes before and he walks into that room. And he's beet red, and he sits down at that table. They've got to stand up and do their the, the picture with the jerseys and everything else. And um, and we, I asked the first question, and uh, Logan answered, <laughs> and then it went to Connor, who was still catching his breath, and he just he just looks at Matt. He goes, oh, "Just I'm just passing this to you." Um, and it was really <laughs> funny. It, it was kind of a microcosm of you know, understanding how these kids' careers go, and they, they put it all out there. And they, they give it everything they have, and, you know, they're learning what it is to be a pro. Um, and it's super cool to see. So uh, that, was, that was just kind of a funny little moment. He eventually caught his breath, and then, you know, he did great. Uh, and Geeky's just an incredibly personable person, uh, player. Um, it was actually rather unfortunate moments after that press conference um, he got kind of banged up on the ice um, at Dev Camp and missed the rest of the week, at least in terms of skating. But he will be out there uh, this week. Uh, I've seen him on the ice. Um, was, he and Keller kind of recovered together this summer. They were doing off-season workouts together. It was cool to see them out there, and I'm um, looking forward to seeing what he brings. How is Keller doing? Is, I'm guessing he's recovering pretty well then. He should be ready come season start, or is it going to be a little bit while yeah. after that? Yeah, no doubt he'll be ready come season start. Um, I have no idea, uh, no idea what to think in terms of like preseason. Will he play? Will he not? Would you even make a decision to put him out there? That's up to Bear. That's up to Bill. They make the important decisions. Um, I just write about it, but um, I can tell you he's a hundred percent healthy. Um, he looks great. He's been on the ice. He's been part of all of these informal skates. I just. I uh, just watched him uh, the other day. You know, he's been part of all these informal skates. And, you know, it, it's funny to see these things because they call them informal skates, but they're going, man. They're not checking. They're not taking slap shots, but they're going. They're going full speed, and, and they don't want to lose, even on these informal skates. And he's right out there in the thick of it. So he looks good, fully healthy. Uh, he'll definitely be ready for training camp and, and the season. No idea if he'll play in any preseason games or not. Again, that's not up to me, but um, he looks good. I've seen uh, a lot of like the updates on Twitter. He's wearing like a sun shirt, working out and stuff. That always does my heart good too. Seeing the athletes embrace the local teams. I know uh, Mikel Bridges is still his Phillies fan, but that's respectable. How the D backs are, <laughs> just something fun that I like to see. Uh, do you think? Who do you think the C goes to? Do you think we get a C this year? Or do you think we're going to wait another year for that? That's a tough one. Um, I, to I would have to. I would, I would have to think we'll probably wait another year. I'd be surprised if we saw a C 
um, this year. I think there are some assumptions out there about who might get it. Uh, but to be fair, I think before last season started, there were some assumptions out there about who might get it. Now he's been on the trading block for yep. almost a year. So um, I think I think there's a lot of variables. And I think you're in a situation as a team. God, I hate to keep going back to the Red Wings, but uh, you look at what they did with um, mul- multiple alternates for years after Zetterberg left. Yeah. And then finally yeah. Larkin ended Larkin. up getting it. But, yeah, but it was those rebuilding years with the wings um, where they had multiple alternates. It's a good way to be able to get that veteran leadership on your team um, and, and usher in, help kind of usher in the new generation at the same time. Um, but well, I don't have on, on this topic, I don't have any sort of insider information. I have no idea one way or the other, so I'm not trying to start rumors, but um, I, I would think we'd go another year uh, with alternates and no captains. Like three alternates and no captains, I should say. Makes me sad that you mentioned Zetterberg. I miss that guy a lot. Oh, Hank. Oh, man. I saw him his last year. He came to Dallas and I was still living in Texas. I saw him. That was his last year. And I was glad I got that. I'm like, you know, at least I got that one. At least I got to see him live once. So, But I miss him. Got his jersey hanging up somewhere. Larkin, I think, is my next. I know this is a Coyotes pod, but I think Larkin's my next that or Cider. I haven't decided yet. We'll see what happens when the money comes in. Look what I've done. I'm not trying to turn this into a Red Wings <laughs> podcast, I promise. Well, part-time <laughs> Red Wings fans, so honestly. It's, well, and again, uh, to, to be fair, if you look at the blueprint of what Bill Armstrong is doing, it, it is, if nothing else, similar to what Steve mm-hmm. Eiserman did twice yep. right with tampa and i mean the, he blew it up in detroit eisenman went in yep. and, and inherited a bunch of horribly bloated contracts from ken holland uh, and he oh, had no ken choice holland. but to, but to blow it up but it, it, it's easy to draw that parallel because when you look at the red wings you feel like they're about three or four years ahead of where the coyotes are right now um and that rebuild is taking a similar it just has a similar feel, in my opinion, um, to to what the Red Wings did. So I think they're an easy comparison, to be honest, even down to the captain decision. <laughs> you know, you think we have our Lucas oh, Raymond already? Though don't don't worry on this because uh, even if it didn't turn into the Detroit Red Wings talk, Tyler would find a way to make it about some other team, whether it's <laughs> Chelsea or Detroit <laughs> or. You know, actually, I should mention it. We do have a new coach coming in. <laughs> actually, we can bring that up. Um, Graham Potter. No, I'm just kidding. But... <laughs> well, how about how about Jay Verity going to the Red Wings <laughs> as an assistant coach? The Roadrunners head it. coach the departs to become. I mean, there are so many parallelisms here. It's hard not to draw those comparisons. Arizona Coyote Wings. <laughs> I'll take don't it. Forget, don't, I'm a fan of both teams. Coyotes legend Pavel Datsyuk. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. I almost got a jersey when that happened just to be that guy. I was like, you know, I should buy one just to be. Them. I have oh, seen them for sure. They're, they're they're out there, and that was one of my favorite hacks. And God, I don't remember what NHL fifteen, sixteen. I don't remember what it was, but I'd be the Coyotes. And I mean, at one point, I think I could put in Datsuk and Hosa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could. Yep, activate him. Yep, was <laughs> pretty good. Oh man, I love it. I miss Datsuk too. Dang, got me in the feels now. 
<laughs> Definitely need some beer after this podcast, that's for sure. But do you think we've we've gotten our Raymond yet? I think we're still waiting for our. Uh, you know, yeah. If I'm being real, I'd say we're still we're still waiting. Um, yeah. You know, I look. It's t- it's really hard because you don't even get a glimpse. We we had the opportunity to Lucas Raymond. There was a little bit more on him, um, in terms of kind of what he had done previously in Sweden and things like that. Uh, even if you're gonna try to make the leap to say. Logan Cooley is is Lucas Raymond potentially or something like that. It's just too early to tell. He's still he's just about to play his first year in college. So um, I think everybody knew last year Lucas Raymond had the ability to challenge for a spot on the roster. I don't think anybody, including myself, thought he was actually going to make the opening night roster. But he gave Steve Eiserman and at the time Jeff Blaschel absolutely no choice. Uh, and then he came out of the gate firing and was, was being talked about even at the end of the year for, even though he tapered off a little bit, um, he was being talked about, you know, for Calder considerations. So, um, but I think the Coyotes, I believe we are still looking, or and I shouldn't even say looking. I do not believe Lucas Raymond is necessarily on the Coyotes roster yet, um, but you never know. I, I could be 100% wrong. But either way, we win. You know, we get him now, or we get him later. Honestly, as long as I trust Bill Armstrong, so he's he's coming. Hopefully, yeah. And I mean, hey, you know, I don't mean to discount Gunther, right? I just, uh, um, it's you never know. You see a lot of very average NHL players just tear up the WHL and the OHL and everywhere in between. You know, you see a lot of very average NHL players put out amazing things in those. CHL leagues, so I, I just don't want to hype up someone uh, that you know where it ends up putting too much pressure on anybody. So time will tell. What I will say is, I think I truly believe this rebuild is is um, being done the right way. Um, and sure, it, I I know it can be painful for fans at times, but um, that's kind of how you know it's being done the right way because. You're acquiring those assets. You're turning those into draft picks. And then you got to let your talent develop. You're not just going to put a bunch of kids out there in the NHL. So um, I believe Bill Armstrong is doing it the right way. Um, I believe it's going to be a rough couple more seasons yet, probably, in terms of the wins and losses. But I think when you're in those seasons, you can turn and you can look at some of the positives that are taking place on the ice. Andre Torini is just such a good developer of talent. He's got such an effective system that I think stole a few games for the Coyotes last year because of the system he implemented. Um, And because of that, you're going to see the team start better than they started last year. Now, whether or not they finish as well as they finished last year is another story. Um, But I don't think you see a 13-game losing streak or uh, what I think it was 13 um, to start the season. We better not because Wedgwood's gone. So... Um, nobody to stop Coyote's that. Legend. Coyote's <laughs> legend. Uh, but I'm sorry, guys. I feel like I'm just rambling at this point. Oh no, no. Oh no, we love hearing it. And one thing I'm, I'm glad you brought up is the overhyped players get because I'm really, really excited for Dylan Gunther. And I had somebody ask mm-hmm. me recently. Oh, so you think he's going to be a 50 goal scorer? Well, <laughs> no. I can be excited for him and have reasonable expectations at the same time. 
Yep. It's if you go in expecting Gunther to be Alexander Ovechkin, you're going to be disappointed. A fifty goal so, scorer, yikes. That is yeah. a heck of a leap there. Um Yeah, it was I I don't know where he was coming from, but it was just one of those things it's like keep you keep your expectations realistic. Don't put too much pressure on these kids. Because right. they they could beat our expectations, and then that's even more fun. Yep. And but, look, Bill Bill has been clear about his his plans for Gunther too. And I I don't I hope I don't know if you guys have talked about this at all previously. I see a lot of chatter on on Twitter and various Facebook fan pages as to whether or not Gunther makes the team this year. Um, again, I have no insider information on this. This is my own opinion, disclaimer, but no way will you see Dylan Gunther on the Coyotes this year. No way. Why would you do that to him? Why would you? We've, and, and we've all been. Oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, oh, go I was ahead. Saying, we've all been, we've all been very clear with on this podcast. We want him in the juniors again this year. We Agreed. want him competing for the Memorial cup again. That's Agreed. what we want to see. So yeah, no doubt about it. And Bill, in no uncertain terms, has basically said, "I want him to go. I want him to be the best player in Edmonton, and then we want him to be the best player in Tucson, and then, and maybe then he gets his look. And and maybe being the best player in Tucson translates to a two week stint in a year. You know what I mean? Like, it's not saying he's got to play seventy two games there, but um." it just would not be a healthy environment to to put him in when you know this team is not built to contend yet, you know? And it just, it is what it is. You want to make sure that you're protecting your players and you want to make sure that you're, you're developing them right. And to rush him into the NHL this year, again, uh, this is my opinion. I can't stress that enough, but to rush him into the NHL this year would probably not be great for his development. When would you say we would see him, though? Maybe after this season, perhaps? If you had to yeah, put a timeline I think, on it? I mean, I think that's when you could potentially get into this, the discussions that we were alluding to with Lucas Raymond a few minutes ago, right? Maybe then, maybe he's got a shot at, out of camp next year. Probably not even then, but maybe he's got a shot where you where he could actually make a case for it and say like because I guess what I'm getting at is no matter what he does this year in camp, you're not going to see him there, right? My opinion, but you're not going to see him there. But maybe next year, if he makes a compelling enough case, he gets a shot, and if it doesn't work out, he goes to Tucson. You know th- these dynamics with the leagues too, right? If he were in the AHL, it'd be a little more forgiving, but. You can't start him in the WHL. He, if he leaves the WHL, he's going to the NHL. He will not leave the WHL to go to the AHL this season. Won't happen. So it's not like where you could see a cup of coffee at the end of the year where if for whatever reason Edmonton lays an egg and they're not in the playoffs, you can see Gunther in a Coyotes jersey. That's not going to happen. So it is – I. I'm always bad at these kind of speculatory kind of things because I tend to base my arguments on facts and I don't have any facts to be able to see to the future. But look, if I'm being a realist, you're, you're, you're probably going to see him maybe have a cup of coffee next year and then start battling for uh, a full-time, a full-time roster spot. But 
disclaimer again that's all my opinion <laughs> i can't be more clear about that um you know we'll see how it plays out but you'll see him be patient because you will see him for sure um it's just a matter of hopefully well it's not hopefully soon hopefully at the right time where he's nice and yep. developed and we're not going to see some just you know bad development i hope Fingers well, crossed. Bill's got the right pieces in place for all that, for player development. The 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 player development staff is top-notch here. It's super impressive to see them work. Um, I've been watching it firsthand. With, um, I actually did a story on Caleb Dahlgren um, uh, way back when during development camp. He's a survivor of the Humboldt Broncos bus crash, and he interned um, with the development team this year and uh, uh just by doing this story on him i had the opportunity to kind of see how things were done and it's really cool to see how they're developing that talent and then you look at ahl they they bump potvin up because um because he's got the experience he was already coach of that team once and did a darn good job with it he's got that rapport with the players and most importantly he develops the talent and then you look at andre torini fantastic coach Nothing but success, really, for most of his coaching career, including when he was with the Ottawa 67s and just did an amazing job developing the talent out there. That's all you can ask for. And, and don't think for a minute that just because Gunther isn't wearing a Kachina sweater, that he's not communicating with these coaching staffs. And he's, you know, that these coaching staffs aren't communicating with the coaching staffs out there in Edmonton to let them know their expectations and um, how his development can be managed. I don't know the logistics of how much input they put in, but I know there's communication there. So um, to your point, you just, you hope things are being done the right way. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, uh, it's, it absolutely looks that way. I think one of my favorite things is that we didn't just hire like, the same carousel of coaches when we fired Rick Tockett, you know, the same, it was, it was just, you know, constantly recycled. It's cool that we went a different direction. And it seems like, as we've kind of said, you know, this whole time that Bill Armstrong's got it. He's got it figured out. It's been a couple of years, but uh, I drank the Kool-Aid. All flavors, as I said last pod. Every flavor <laughs> you can think of, I drank it. So, in it for the long haul. That's, you you got to be. You got to be, and you got to understand what's going on and, and how rebuilds take place, like we talked about earlier. And um, Sounds like you guys do, which is great. Um, and that's what you look for in these types of seasons. You look for the positives. You learn a little bit more about the other leagues that are out there and, and follow your favorite players and track their development. And then, um, you know, you, you look for those positives. And um, I think there are going to be – I truly believe there will be a lot of positives to take out of this season. I really do. Even last hockey. year, as rough as it was, there was a lot of positives to take away from that. We yeah. saw Keller take the leap. We saw Schmaltz have his most consistent year in a Coyotes sweater, it mm-hmm. felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Hayton take a step forward. It's it's not going to be about the record. The record doesn't matter this upcoming season. And um, what matters is how these guys take steps going forward. So yep. that's what that's what I'm excited to watch. Big big year for Barrett. Um, I really hope Barrett's a good story this year. Um, and it's going to be a big year for him. So, um, to your point, I think Kraus performed well last year as well. Um, 
So, you know, you look at the call-ups at the end of the year where they get the rights to McBain and Smith. And you look at the fact that 11, 11 Roadrunners made their debut. Uh, no, sorry, 11 players overall, not Roadrunners. 11 players overall uh, made their debut with the Coyotes. And that's crazy when you think about it. Um, and there are going to be even more this year. Um, so, and God, even the last game at Gila was phenomenal, right? Down 4 nothing to the Predators, a playoff team. Come back and score five unanswered, and that place was rocking. It was incredible. Um, so you're, it's going to be a fun ride. As long as you go in with your expectations where they need to be, it's going to be a fun ride. The Coyotes aren't trying to be anybody that they're not. You know, they are true to their identity. They are a tough team to play against. They are hard-nosed, gritty. They make you earn everything, and it's fun to watch. Um, and I am really, really looking forward to the season. Yeah, me too. I mean, like I said, I'd watch Stray Cats at this point play hockey. So <laughs> looking forward to it very much so. Got the sweaters ready to go. Already looking at the Fanatic shop, picking up the new stuff for the season. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm beyond ready, uh, especially because the Cardinals just hoof. Do you put little skate booties on the cats, or do you think their claws are good enough on the ice? Uh, I think I'm going to do the Tom and Jerry trick. I'm using their claws. <laughs> good stuff. You don't want to be too dangerous. Cats are pretty dangerous as it is. With skates, I don't know if I have a chance. Well, I've taken you guys way over time already, so I apologize. I'm a talker in case you, uh, in case you haven't learned yet. No, no. We got all the time in the world. At least I do. I don't know how uh, Haynes over there on the East Coast Poor is Haynes. Doing. You, you awake there, Haynes? You get <laughs> oh, some of that yeah, rogue I'm... energy, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, I'm, plug. I'm, I'm still going over here. I'm just listening. It's good to hear just hockey in general, hockey talk. I'm just listening, just listening. You fell asleep, didn't you? Points and... No, I did not. <laughs> I... <laughs> you totally <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> you totally did. <laughs> I really do wish at times I did fall asleep, but when I'm on the phone with y'all talking hockey, no, I'm wide awake. I'm just listening to everything. I didn't see your mic move or your mute come on and off. <laughs> that was for yawning when I turned my... When I, when uh, I muted it, that was, that was a yawn not to, to interrupt the middle of the talk that was going on. That's all right. Well, to wrap it up, I guess, as a, as is tradition, Pat, we always have our guests do a Coyotes Mount Rushmore. So, sir, who would be your four heads on your Coyotes Mount Rushmore? I love it. I have agonized over this probably more than I should have, to be honest. But we're going to start off with the obvious ones, which is, of course, Shane Doan. And I hope every single person you've ever asked has put donor on there because if yep. they haven't, they need to be off the show. Um, up next, of course, I would put Teppo Newman in and Keith Kachuk. I think, um, you know, those were two of my favorite players growing up, in fact. Um, and just my opinion, I think, um, I think they're very deserving of a spot. Then that fourth one, that fourth head, I struggled with a little bit. I kind of thought, should I be funny and go like the Timu Solani route? Because <laughs> 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 he's in the franchise, but you know, you guys know all that. Like, so should I be funny or witty? But you know what? I got to thinking about it a little bit more. And it's a little bit of a, I don't want to say off the wall pick, but it's a little bit of a different pick. But I am actually going to give my fourth Mount Rushmore head to Lindsey Fry. 
Oh, um, that's good. I think Lindsay has, first of all, she's just an amazing, amazing person, and I'm privileged to work with her. Um, and she has done so much for the sport of hockey in Arizona. Um, she has also done so much to grow the game. She's worked tirelessly. Um, you know, it was it, it it was tough to see what happened with Matt Shot last year, and we were all heartbroken. But his efforts, and she worked directly with him um, to get the Kachinas Tier One status, um, is incredible. And she's continued to carry on Matt's legacy. Uh, and it means I'm not just saying this; it means so much to everybody inside the organization. I wish I had had the opportunity to know Matt. Um, a little bit more because we very, very briefly met before he unfortunately passed away. But um, he he did so much work to help grow the game as well. And Lindsay has continued to carry that legacy on. Um, she's a great person. She's an amazing athlete. She's got such a good heart. And she's one of the biggest advocates you will find for hockey in Arizona. Um, and I, I just, I think there's so much to look forward to. Um, because of her efforts. And that's my fourth person on the Coyotes Mount Rushmore. So I don't know how that's going to be received. Frankly, I don't really care <laughs> uh, how that's going to be received. <laughs> but um, but I, I just, I really admire her. And uh, I hope my my daughters, uh, second one due in January, um, if, if my daughters grow up to have half of her integrity, um, then I've done a decent job as a father. That's, you know, the reason I love that question, the reason I love that question is we haven't had a fourth. Per, we have, most people have the same three. Most people have the same three. Mm-hmm. But we haven't had a single repeat on that fourth one. And it shows. I've loved every answer everybody's given for the fourth one because it shows what they love about hockey and what brought them to hockey. And but yours might just be my favorite one so far. Yeah, I love no, that. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. Lindsay Fry. I absolutely adore her and everything she's done for the team, for the state, mm-hmm. for hockey in Arizona in general. Mm-hmm. So, has anybody yeah. picked Solani? <laughs> um, I want to say yes. But I'm not quite. Sh- no, 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 like, I, no, no, no. I did as a joke, and then I quickly okay. retracted it. That's what it was. Oh, okay, like, oh, I was like, I no, I it. thought so. That's right. That's right. I was like, no, because I seriously considered it, but I decided <laughs> I, when when I really started thinking about it, I wanted it to be something meaningful. I it's silly, I know, but I wanted it to be something meaningful. And um, I mean, I'll be honest. Just the other day, um, one of my friends, my good friends from college, his daughter. Uh, plays hockey in Nebraska, and uh, Lindsay was just out there for um, a a clinic, you know. And um, my buddy, who we we're still in touch on Facebook, we're not like the best of friends or anything, but um, he didn't realize Lindsay worked for the Coyotes, and um, he posted a picture with him and his daughter on uh, on Facebook yesterday, and like she was over the moon, and it's like it's just little things like that that are so meaningful to these kids growing up wanting to play and, and everything else. And so I thought, I thought she deserved a spot. That's perfect. Yeah. That was really, I was, I've never expected that. That was good. 
I like that. Definitely my favorite answer, too. I agree, Grandy. Definitely. Probably the best one. Oh, maybe the snowman. Whatever his name was. I don't remember his name. Yeah. So if Austin, if Austin Matthews comes back in a couple of years, that might change. But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, uh, some of that Lindsey Fry thing. I meant uh, Austin Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> Re-record this episode just for that. <laughs> what I meant to say. Oh. All right. Is there anything else you boys want to have covered before we uh, close out the show? No, I think I think we're all good. Thank you, Pat, so much for having for uh, being on. It was an absolute pleasure. Always love hearing you talk about hockey. It's always a joy. Um, I'll continue to be an avid supporter and an avid reader of your articles you produce. Uh, thank you, Haynes, Tyler. Always love talking hockey with you guys. It's almost hockey time, boys. Let's go. It is. I really appreciate the opportunity to meet up and talk some hockey. Uh, always, always good as well. We'll have to do it again sometime. And um, appreciate the support, really, from the bottom of my heart. Uh, you know, to you, to anybody listening who reads, uh, means the world to me. I'm, I'm doing what I love to do, and I couldn't feel any luckier to do it. So, thanks for the support. Thank you again for coming on. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, I can imagine you're about to get real busy here with kids on the way and Kyrie's hockey starting. So appreciate the time. And uh, that's it, boys. Then actually, Haynes, why don't you give your closing remarks if you haven't fallen asleep yet? <laughs> no, I'm Wake not up. asleep. Pat, uh, as usual, it's always great to talk hockey with you, man. It's, it, it really is a shame that we aren't still doing Howlers and Growlers. That was always my favorite time to look forward to. And I still try to, when I can, get on the podcast when the hockey writers allows me to come on and ramble for hours and hours. They, I always try to wear a, always try to have a beer and a Hawaiian shirt on just for just for the interview, even if it's just a video call, just to be able to relive sort of those glory days and all that. So it's it's always great to hear from you. It's, I'm glad we still keep in touch and talking and all that. And honestly, you told me earlier, but congrats on on the upcoming child and everything. But it, it's good to hear from you, man. And I'm loving everything you're doing over there. I'm so happy for you and working with the Coyotes and, and you're killing it and all that. And you're for sure. The reason why I'm still riding today is because I want to get like you, man. So it, it's great to hear and talk to you guys. It's great to be back and talk. I know I've been away for a while. I've been dealing with just, you know, my own personal stuff. But I'm happy to be back. And I'm hopefully looking forward to being on and continuing to be a regular going forward again. All right, look forward to that. Uh, we will see you guys. Uh, well, next week might be interesting. We'll see if we can crank out an episode for you guys. We'll get something going. I'll probably most likely be out, but we'll figure something out. Uh, once again, Pat, thank you so much. All you guys listening, thank you so much. If it's your first time, second time, uh, regular listening, we always appreciate any listen you give us. Of course, our friends over at Rogue, promo code YOTES, Y-O-T-E-S, to save 10% and maybe stay up a little bit better. That's what Haynes is probably drinking, as Pat alluded to. <laughs> and from all of us here, have a great night. See you next week.